Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here this week with episode 101, Combat. That's not combat, folks. That's combat. C-A-L-M-B-A-T. I have no idea what that's referring to. Nothing in the episode I don't either. goes through that at all, any, at any point. Yeah, no, none of it's calm. None of it's calm. Both fights are pretty, pretty out there. So after the end of episode 100, where Uhtred wakes up in the coffin, clearly in Rossler's tomb. Again. Again. For like the fourth the time. The fourth time. <laughs> he's finally breaking he just, the fourth wall of the tomb. That's like four walls broken. I mean, four coffins opened. Is he going up through the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this time. Yeah, this this time he's 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 coming from the inside out, folks. I, I don't know. <laughs> so that's where we start off. Mm-hmm. Uhtred is, is, you know, we, we get a little, little recap from Alex back in the coffin coming out and he's in Rossler's tomb, only it's a little distorted because this time he's not alone. Arras- he wasn't alone most of the other times. He, well, yeah, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> now now it's just pointless. Who cares if Arasny's in there? Arasny's in there, folks. Michelle's back voicing her. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It turns out it's a dreamscape again. And uh, this one is very specific to uh, Uhtred. And that's why it's a little little different. And Erasny asks him about it too to ask where it is. But uh, Uhtred doesn't tell her. He just kind of plays it off as it's nowhere important. Yeah, uh, it's of no importance. He clearly doesn't believe it. Yeah, so they have a conversation. And uh, in the conversation, Erasny helps them with an iron stake. Yeah, I don't understand what this thing does. For healing. Which we can get to later, but like... Yeah, yeah. But it's an iron stake. It's going to help with the healing in uh, Gallaspire. And also the interesting thing is he tells her about the... Not the Grave Knights. What were those guys called? The guys from Geb that are chasing. I guess we're calling them Grave Knights. But I thought that was the template on them. Not, you know, their Mm. name in the... You know, their title in the story. I mean, I just thought they were the Grave Knights. Yeah, they're the Grave Knights. I don't know. I, did, I didn't know they had a different name. They're really grave, man. Really grave. No, I thought that was the template on them. I thought Grave Knight was the template. Well, on I them. mean, mechanically, yeah, yes, it okay. is. But I thought their name was just, you know, they're they're the Grave Knights. Like when people say it's the Grave Knights, people's like, oh, I know who that is. Kind of like when people say, oh, it's inspired incompetence. Is that, yeah, that same thing? Exactly. Same effect. I know, I know who that is. I know who that is. And then they go the other way? No teasing no of course not but Uhtred gives her a rundown that they've had to face Ustari and that yep. you know agents- she also mentioned that she killed two of them already yes and she was she she was also saying hey are did you guys do it right because I had yeah. to I had to work hard hard to kill you know make sure I got two of them or I've killed a bunch of them 20 of them or something before I got two of them right or I forget what she said I think she just killed two of them because I don't think there's 20 because it's just based on like the what five that maybe are she said she killed them many times. Her? I'm pretty sure she makes some comment about that. Like she's had to do it a bunch of times before she actually made it stick with a couple. Probably something there's some something to that effect. And as we know, they did do it right. They did. They did. And then uh, so Udrid gives that rundown on Geb's chasing her, blah blah. He never brings up the lungs in the canopic jar. And she doesn't either, which she doesn't mention either it she... either. So I don't know. Apparently she doesn't she's not aware, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe she was waiting for him to say something. Yeah, I she. We, I don't know. We do get a, 
I knew they were coming after me, but I didn't mention anything to you guys because I thought you might say no, and I'm a practical woman. So yeah, they're like, I needed you to say yes. <laughs> yeah. and I want so you to I... say yes so I didn't tell you there might be undead baddies chasing you that are not agents of Tarbafon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we get a little more depth on Arasni there, kind of. I mean, a little more of the... The cunning. Yes. And yes. the more of the neutral evil part of her, where she... Yes, a lot more words. I, you didn't ask. I didn't tell. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I thought Michelle did a, a great job as always. It was. It was It was really cool. And it was... Uh, Arasni was a lot calmer this time. Yeah, she was definitely like... I mean, I know Alex described her as kind of lounging, but it definitely felt like that. Like, she wasn't very concerned. Yeah, her agents, you know, the the party is doing doing their job and working towards the goal and... And she's not, she's not angry. Yeah. She's not as angry, I guess. She's not as, because remember when we, when we meet her in, when we finally meet her in the reveal, right? She's like yeah. super intense. She goes off on this and that, and, ah, abused me. You know, they, it just rattles all the stuff out. This time the conversation doesn't seem to have any of that overhead. Yeah. So it was different, but I liked it. Yeah. No, no. I, I liked it too. It was, it was, uh, you know, the the relationship between her and the party changing, growing, not like they're becoming, you know, good friends or anything like that, but it, it does kind of better business partners. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it does kind of imply if she knew they were having problems with healing in Gallowspire, she either, I guess, knew that that might be a problem or once she saw them trying to heal in Gallowspire, she decided to help. Yeah. Well, she, she did say there was, she did make some comments about, Noticing their bright light dimmed or something. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure she's been watching them the whole time, which we figured she was anyway. Right, there's there's divination it's, spells it's, that can do that without... And Elksy could be, uh, in all honesty, Elksy, if your wisdom is low, it's easy to do it. Yeah. Or Elksy could be like, oh, it feels like somebody's spying, you know, scrying on me. Erasny said she was going to do that, and I, you know, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it could be that. Either way. If it was a PC... Then they would, you know, if they ever make their save, they'll know they're being monitored. You know, yeah, they'll have that so. feeling. So I'm, that's why I'm jumping to Elksy, because that would be someone who might know and not say. Yeah, I could see that. You know, uh, especially if she's thinking, hey, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad idea to keep Erasny informed. Yep. And, uh, you know, I would think that uh, Elksy would even think that might be good for the party. You know, so yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. They may have had a conversation before they met up, and before I guess Crix was there, and uh, well, even with Crix there, Crix said he'd heard her out and was on board. So yeah, you know, he may have been, you know, willing to do this as well. So I I mean, that part we don't know exactly. I don't know what her numbers yeah. are mechanically, so I don't know. If Elksy's even... Considering who she is, I would imagine they're very high. I'd imagine they're good, yeah. So this, probably the save is crap for the players to notice. Or, yeah. you know. Or, you know, again, she's, you know, carrying the... Uh, pan panal panoply. Panoply. God dang, that word. <laughs> it's okay. Panoply. Carrying the panoply, you know, some of those other things may be absolutely helping her to, you know... Oh, I'm sure. ...track them and whatnot. And so her numbers just may be super high and... You know, they're not, their perceptions haven't been red hot. So 
Plus, <laughs> they've got other people that are that are scrying potentially. Well, we know are scrying on him too because you know Ustari mentions that you know oh we saw you we know she's here you know you've got the stink of her on you and all that so so yeah but uh, she leaves him with a, an an iron stake and she leaves it with him in a really intense way. <laughs> she basically makes like she's gonna stab it through his hand. Or maybe she even does in the dream. I, I don't. I don't know. But my impression was she yeah. did it. And she did stab it through his hand. Drove it through his hand in the dream. Yeah. Which again, neutral evil. <laughs> well, but, you know, um, sometimes you guys got to make a point. You're a stakeholder, <laughs> and you have to make a point. Yeah. Stakes are too damn high for. That's right. To get the that stakes across. are too damn high. Toast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he wakes up with a jolt with a. An iron spike, and he he decides to hide it from Teoblith, which I guess is odd. I mean, I guess that he I know he doesn't like trust the guy. I guess he just doesn't want to tell Teoblith that they know Arasni was what it came down to. I think he. My impression is he didn't want to share that he had a dream and or Arasni visited him in a dream or something. I mean, I maybe I I thought it was more of a we don't want you to know that we know a Razni kind of thing. Maybe. I, I'm I'm not quite sure what that reluctance is there. I'm just watching it play out. Yeah. Well, I mean, his, he's, he said it boiled down to the question of he'd have to answer where it came from. And to me, that just sounds like he doesn't want Teoblith to know that they know a Razni personally. Well, what it sounded like to me is he didn't want to have to tell him, well, I met a god in my dreams and they gave me this stake. Hmm. I mean, that sounds pretty crazy. I mean, even for a fantasy uh, world, uh, it sounds pretty crazy. Does it though? I mean, gods are kind of everywhere on this They they this are world, and they, they are, do but, things. You know, how many times does the average person walk, you know, let and, and for average purposes we don't care whether you're an adventurer or not an adventurer. How many times does just, you know, pick a random guy goes, wow, this God came to me in my dream and gave me this neat toy. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, but I think given what they're doing and who gave it to them, it might be a little more plausible. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I mean, I totally think it, it would be. Of course, that may. Uh, the other thing I think was, he, you know, Tia Bliss was going to want to handle it. And I don't know that. Utrid was ready for uh, Tia Blith to be, you know, touching and holding the stake, <laughs> testing its point, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, Tia Blith basically objects reads everything, which is right. Uh, f- I'm sure fun for Alex because when in the beginning is like, oh yeah, you need to, uh, you need to roll spellcraft for all these items, and then like they had a, a point where they were missing it on a couple items just constantly for a couple episodes almost, and. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, you can just read that to me because I'll just hold it for a minute and know exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of completely does away with that need to identify things. Well, it doesn't do away with the need to identify it. Just it you're auto-identifying, so it kind of trivializes that. Yeah. That, that's needing what to I make meant, the rolls. But yeah. Know. Yeah. But you still got to touch it. Yeah. Still got to hold it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess after this, they kind of move back into Gallowspire, which... They, they do, but there's one interesting comment that's made by Alex. At least I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting. And it kind of plays back to some of the things I have noticed and wondered about. He says that you're still in Adarak, and while it's no longer the seat of Tarbaphon's power, 
You know, it's still inhabited by creatures, but it's like no longer the seed of Tarbefon's power. I'm like, man, that 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 starts to explain a lot. Because I was wondering, I would have thought that Tarbefon wouldn't like some other undead, uh, you know, powerful undead sending agents and messing with his stuff. And I, so I was wondering even if he, you know, there was a relationship between Geb and, you know, uh, Verilich or something you, like you that. very fixed on this relationship between these two. I just, it, <laughs> I'm just wondering if this, you know, uh, these, its potential is there's agents of Tarbefon, there's agents of Geb, and suddenly we got a three-way fight going on, you know? I've been, I've been wondering if that was going to happen or if it was going to be a little more unified or whatever. I didn't know. I was just wondering. And yeah. uh, it seemed like it should be more of a three-way fight to me. But again, didn't know. Was been wanting. And it just sort of as it's been coming out and they've been not really encountering a lot of agents of Tarbafon. I mean, some, but by comparison, the daughter, all the daughters of Urgothoa, I think, have been from Geb. Yep. And, you know, and then the, the Grave Knights from Geb. And, you know, as we go forward into uh, Galaspire on, on this episode, I, there's a uh, shit. What the hell are they fighting? It's a clay golem. The clay golem. Oh, that's right. There's and an invisible caster with the clay golem. That's right. Yep. Which turns out to be which turns out to be a vampire. And then I, you know, I'm like, we never really got any info on where that's from. But there was no. Uh, well, they couldn't follow it after they defeated it because you couldn't kill it that's like right. that. That's right. You have to kill it in its coffin, and uh, they it basically goes back past that uh, negative energy trap that kind of hurt them really oh, badly. Oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and they didn't want to trigger that again, so they kind of let it go. Yeah, I. But there was no comment on the livery, uh, and Tiablith could see invisible, so I was like, uh, no, yes, maybe. Okay, guess not. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I I don't know if that's an agent of Tarbafon. Kind of seems like it would have to be local if it has if it's fleeing back to a coffin. I mean, yeah, especially if it's still in the dungeon. I mean, unless it just decided to take up residence after the fact. But that seems like a. That's not a lot of time. I mean, it's only been a yeah like a week, a couple days, a couple weeks yeah. at most from you know the Gallowspire blowing up and then them getting back to it after somebody had looked at it from the. Yeah. The fort. Do we know exactly when it blew up? Because like we know, no, we don't. I mean, yeah, because I mean, like it could be any time after Last Wall, and probably immediately after. Because if he's got, if he finally breaks that final seal, well, all I, he has to do is. I think. I mean, I, I I assume he wouldn't wait, and so it would be almost immediately that he would break out and leave. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I I thought though the fort in Verilich had some guys that were last wall soldier last wall scouts mm-hmm. and they'd lost a guy near or he'd gone to see what was happening in Gallowspire or something or he stayed back or something because they thought there was some extra movement or something i mean i i vaguely remember there was something of interest and in that but they were coming back to check on it cuz they didn't quite know and so i yeah my impression was that this as i recall they could see the spire itself because mm. the radiant fire causes that radiant bloom that comes after, right? Right. So I don't remember them being able to see the spire, though. But I could have missed it. Well, I, I, I maybe I'm misunderstanding Gallo Spire. Then I mean, I thought it was. I don't something I you could see a, at a distance, but that the radiant bloom had concealed, meaning the scouts should have seen it if it had happened before they got back, right? Before they split up to 
get better in or to, to share the information or something. So, uh, maybe I don't, so I was thinking I that it was, that it was a little tighter, um, rather or a little after vigil, but I, yeah. you know, I may have the time, I may have the timeline off a little there. I mean, maybe we can just ask Alex. <laughs> yeah, that would be smart. We'll just cut in. So if you're listening, Alex, please put this in chat somewhere, you know, so we can understand <laughs> yep. where it, what, what's going on in the timeline a little better. Because we're yes, a little please. confused. But yeah, like I said, they, they end up fighting a clay golem when they get inside. and uh, Golems are kind of interesting because they're completely immune to magic. Except for very specific spells. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of... They work in very different ways. Because I think the one that they could actually do on this one... They cast Disintegrate, which normally does a ton of damage. And it's like, oh no, it's just slow. <laughs> You, you get like one dice of damage and it's just slow. Yeah, I don't recall it getting any dice of damage, but yeah, it, the changing a disintegrate to a slow was brutal. I mean, yeah. good I'm on Tom sure for gets... getting that off because it slowed the golem down. They can move or attack. Can't do both. It's, you know, makes a big difference. Sorry, I'm looking it up. Oh, okay. Uh, disintegrate spell slows the golem as the slow spell for 1d6 rounds and deals 1d12 points of damage oh nice so it did some damage but yeah not a whole lot of but he did roll max on the slow so it was you know slow for the rest of its turn rest of its existence existence yeah <laughs> that's what i meant so yeah and the go- this but particular yeah. golem was carved to look like a skeleton i didn't didn't i mean that was interesting but it didn't really it's just flavor i think yeah yeah and like I said, they they also had the vampire, which shot fireballs and. Oh yeah, the fireballing Alex, Alex kind of pretty pretty <laughs> gleeful. Yeah, I like how Alex was kind of teasing Teolith or teasing Matt about you. You sure you don't want to shoot the golem with the dr? Yeah, I think <laughs> that's like, no, the more I'm, dangerous threat. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to shoot the invisible caster that I only I can see. <laughs> oh yeah, that okay, was brutal. Well, it doesn't feel very uh, what, what did he call it? Very opportune. Not opportunist. Um, oh, right, that? right. I'm yeah. I'm trying to remember the word now too. But yeah, he makes it's that whole basically min maxing. But yeah, that uh, doesn't uh, seem uh, very uh, very smart to me. Yeah, there's a word there, and I can't think of it. Yeah, he used he did use words. <laughs> words are good. But uh, yeah, obviously they they beat the uh, the golem. Not a whole lot of uh, damage. Some, but like not not a whole lot. It's a good fight though. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot. Of, there were a lot of neat little things, like you know, Joe going, "I'd never forget haste," but you did. I did not. <laughs> you know, where is he? Yeah. Fifteen feet behind the elk. My name is Elksy, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I like that he leaned back from his mic to do that one too. <laughs> oh. So it would sound like it was shouting from further away. Right, right. Oh man, <laughs> I and again, because I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. I continue to be impressed with the guys and their they're just gameplay in the combats. I mean, yeah, really it was Alex mucking up their plans this time. Yeah, well, Elksy did. Elksy mucked up the plans. And that was what was great about that was it was Joe's plan. Joe's like, "Okay, he'll come to us and he's already figuring out how he's going to handle it and how it's an advantage to have it come to him." And Elksy mm-hmm. steps in to bottleneck it and it's like, "Oh, Elksy." And he's, you know, and but then Tom does some fantastic stuff by using the knowledge check and hearing that disintegrate turns into a slow. So he uses disintegrate to slow it. 
he also does some great targeting with the haste, mm-hmm. you know, dumping it off on most of the party, even though he has to exclude himself and Tia Blith. Yep. I mean, just all the way around, it's it's just up there. You know, there's yeah, not a pretty good on their, yeah. their strategies and not letting the the enemies kind of take control anymore. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's it, when the fight starts, the momentum is really on their side to start. I yeah. I just am not seeing it. Even as they do the healing after the the fight with the clay golem, and then I forget they move on a little bit, explore a little more, and get to a point where they can go up and down, right? Or not yeah, up? Yeah, uh, well, up, I guess. Well, they're going down because they're going down into oh, the right. next level, right? But before that, Uhtred finally checks out that uh, that stake. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I was hoping you could explain to me what exactly it does because I didn't understand it. Does it make them bleed but heals them? I didn't. All right. I really wasn't sure. If I understood correctly, from what I heard, you slam the stake through your hand. Right. Then in a 30-foot radius around you, everybody for one minute can use heal magic at, I think, like it's normal. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's 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 a one time per day. It only lasts one minute. And I think that the smart move would be for somebody not a healer to do it because then you're not, you know, because the deal is, is when you do that, you have to take, you take bleed damage for that minute, whatever that is. Yeah. I think it's like one point around. So you take 10 bleed. Yeah. So you have, maybe it's 10 points around for a minute. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It can't be 10 points around for a minute. That would be what? (laughs) Is that 60? 60? Oh, yeah. Six round. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. But that's a lot. I don't know. And so, uh, but if the person taking the bleed with the stake, my understanding was, and again, I didn't, I, I'm not sure this is 100% right. Alex, I'll have to explain it again. I'm sure he will when they decide to find right. it. What I thought I understood was, is they had to be, take that bleed damage the whole time that thing's in operation. Right. Otherwise. Magical healing doesn't stop it. You lose the, you lose the effect. Yeah. So it sounds like a cleric could, for example, a cleric could not uh, channel because that would heal him. I don't know if he could. I mean, he, I thought he could take the take healing. It's just the bleed doesn't stop. Like the magical healing won't stop the bleeding from the spike while it's in use. Oh, okay. So for that, oh, right. Okay. So but, they'd uh, have like to be said, not casting be spells after, t- say, 20 seconds. He pulls it out. And then he can heal himself. Yeah, then he can okay. get magical healing or a heal check. Or heal, heal whatever it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, maybe Yeah. Well, maybe that, that, that isn't. I, I, like I said, didn't didn't fully understand it, needed explained again. Yeah, like I said, they'll probably explain it again when they actually decide to use it. Because they'll probably be two or three episodes from now. Or it could be next episode, because they do get into a fight at the end of this one. Yes, they do, with uh, Yalis the Serene, another Grave Knight. Yep. And uh, she's a pain in the ass. She drops Elksy. Sounds yeah, a lot sounds like, like a monk. monk. But, but Alex says, nope, not a monk. So uh, not really sure what she was, but she uh, she did a lot of punching <laughs> to the point where she beat Elksy literally into the ground. And uh, I guess as of the end of the episode, she's still technically bleeding out and dying. I thought they were moving some. I thought I heard Joe say he was moving to heal her. I mean, he might be, but I think we got a flashback before then, and the oh, flashback yes. ends the yes. episode. Yes, that's right. So. We, we did have a uh, 
the the whole, all the action was interrupted for the flashback because he goes over and not yeah. Tom. Arginus goes over and well, it is Tom playing Arginus goes over and does the thing with the armor and then disintegrates it so that they're gone for good. Right. And, and then, so I, I don't, I don't it. remember if they cut to the flashback before Elksy got taken care of, or I mean, uh, how exactly I that mean, I say it's timed, I don't before, know. But yeah. So I don't know. There may be, what is that? Uh, was that very, very terrible group I saw there? Uh, Elk burgers, Elk burgers for, buddies. for buddies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Don't think I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun because your wife is in that one. <laughs> I know she is. I know she is. I'm well aware. Ah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Alex manages to turn what was probably just a really quick couple sentences in the book into a pretty. Uh, it was it was bad, but like not nearly as bad as like the other one. No, uh, no, not not because this one felt like she was just kind of ready to break at any moment, and she just needed a slight reworking of her memories, and then she just kind of and then she was broken. Yeah, yeah, just so, yeah. It still sucks. It's still horrible, but like it wasn't killing your mount over and over and over and over again <laughs> until you d- need it. Yeah, no, she of. totally. She already starts out with her. Family life Rage. already being broken. I mean, yeah. that's essentially how it goes. She already starts out broken and enraged and and all that stuff until she finds the Knights of Ozum. Uh, and then, you know, okay, now it's I get treated like a human being and suddenly now I'm recovering and now I, or not suddenly, but I mean, it's this long progression of stuff to being back to a human being. And then they, they, they basically kinda, strip that away from her. They just kind of blank out those things in her memory, just blank out those spots. So all she remembers is the rage. And it's so familiar because it goes back so far in her backstory that, uh, you know, she doesn't even notice the difference. Yep. uh, And I would like to know, Alex, if it, what the actual extent of that information in the AP was, if any, and, you know, then to get a feel for how much you, you know, ballooned it up. And embellished yeah. it to make it what it was, which was a, a compelling story, even if it wasn't a very long one. Yeah. You don't need uh, a lot of length when they're pretty brutal as it is. <laughs> yeah. And the repetitive but, part of it was really her recovery, I believe, mm-hmm. with the Knights of Ozum. I mean, a little bit her running on her own on the streets and wherever she was, uh, yeah. but more so the recovery part, at least from the description. That seemed like that yeah. was the more... The, the more lengthy, repetitive, you know, doing things over and over, you know, getting a handle on being a person and having relationships and that sort of thing. Yeah. But. But uh, that does kind of bring us to the end of the episode. I guess we'll see just how Elksy's doing when we get back next week. Yep. Yep. Hopefully uh, not on the uh, the barbecue. Not on the spit, on as the it menu. were. Yeah. One can help. <laughs> El- Elksy's back on the menu, boys. I, yeah, uh, you, uh, you're you're not okay. I'll get you. I will get you back Alex. because it's adventures, adventures. No, stop it. It's stop elk it. In burgers. The in the elk burgers for adventures. No. See, I can go there. Uh, in the episode, end it. <laughs> and that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. 
Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to Dyson Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. I froze like there was something more I was supposed to say, but there's nothing more I was supposed to say. So I just went, Usually oh. we just, yeah, no, and it's choked fine. up. Yeah, sorry. Usually we do the episode number and title, but uh, we can do silence. Silence. Is okay, fine. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. I knew I was something. I was messing up. Okay, here okay. we go. <clears throat> okay, brace yourself, brace yourself. <clears throat>